L.A. Quarry is the destination for all your stone and seasonal topsoil and sand needs. L.A. Quarry has been providing limestone of various shapes and sizes and seasonal topsoil and sand to the residents of the North Country since 1991. The Thompson family have owned and operated the L.A. Quarry in Lafargeville and are dedicated to provide fast and friendly service. Their local delivery option is available and many times on the same day. Whether you're a contractor, a homeowner, or a business owner, L.A. Quarry has the stone, topsoil, and sand to improve your driveway and your property. Located at 19309 Grove Cemetery Road in Lafargeville, New York, just watch for the huge sign next to the cemetery. Save time, save money, and get what you need from the experts. The Thompson family at L.A. Quarry. Call 315-658-2004. That's 315-658-2004 and see L.A. Quarry on Facebook. Now, AM 1240 WATN presents Live at Five with Glenn Curry, sponsored by Herringer's Contracting, the roof people who call you back. This is Live at Five with Glenn Curry. What do you think, this is the army where you shoot them a mile away? You gotta get up close like this, and bing, you blow their brains all over your nice cyber league suit. This will I'm kidding. Was it over when the Germans bombed Pearl Harbor? Hell no! German? Forget it, he's rolling. <laughs> Learn it, know it, live it. Are you running a business or a charity war? Leave the gun. Take the cannoli. Uh, Yankees win! Pull over! No, it's a cardigan, but thanks for noticing. Are you a pothead fucker? This is Live at Five, Live at Five, Live uh, at I'm Five. Come on, yeah. Oh, dude, good start. Hey, I tell you. Oh, boy, I tell you what, Johnny. Uh, it's uh, already 10 minutes after. Wow. And it's beautiful outside. Let's just see if anyone's calling in today. We might have to go back to winter to get phone calls again. Um, I went to buy shoes today and a pair of pants. What are you doing? On my lunch hour, of course. <laughs> uh, that was interesting. Plus, I just read an article in News Junkie. There's been over 1,200 uh, c- uh, cars actually burglarized, actually stolen in Rochester this year alone. 1,200. Rochester's really, in the whole scheme of things, is not a very, I mean, it's a city. It's, you know, what have they got there? 100,000 people, maybe? After this, I mean, who, does anyone have a car to drive in Rochester? 1,200 vehicles stolen, and it's April 21st. I'll get to that article in a bit. So you get into a, a part, a time of your life where you start realizing that, um, well, you know, you're not, a, you don't have a 32 waist anymore. <laughs> so, but it's so odd because I, I, you know, back in the days when you shopped with your mom just a week or so before school, that's usually when I got my clothes and I was getting bigger, you know, taller. I went from a size eight to a size nine and 10, all this stuff. And it's just depressing to go shopping now because I'm an off-the-rack guy. Never had anything tailored before in my life. And, and the reason why I went, to the, I went shopping today, just to get a pair of pants. No, never again will you fit into these pair of pants. Sorry, the honeymoon is... It's a Friday, what can I tell you? 
And uh, tomorrow I'm going to be the MC because they couldn't they couldn't get Mel Bustler, so they got me. <laughs> they said that I'm going to say that out forever. I'm going to be the uh, I'm going to introduce tomorrow's Beatles versus Rolling Stones uh, as a DPAO event at the State Office Building. And I, quite frankly, I haven't bought a pair of pants. Actually, I take that back. I did about four months ago, and they were too small. Why? Because I'm kidding myself. I still think that I'm a size 36, and I said, "Well, let's go to a 38." Not happening. Today, I tried that 38 again, thinking I'm still going to stay. You know how you, 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 know, you, you can't stay in the 40s or 50s in terms of your age, but you could swear you could stay in the 40s as far as your waist size, or 30s, excuse me, as your waist size. So then I put on the first pair and 38, nah, not happening. Sad reality. I got to move it up. So I moved it up, and I got myself a 40. I put that on, didn't fit. It wasn't even close. So then I got optimistic again. Wow, I'm not a... Fat bastard ass, after all. <clears throat> I went back to 38. And then, well, the, I couldn't find the right length then. It, it's, it's incredible how as you go on in life, you realize that everyone has your dimensions. Why? Because they're the, the hardest pants to find or shirt or slacks, whatever, the suit pants, whatever which way you want to look at it. It's amazing how people have the same dimension. So here and I, I bought, uh, and I was looking for 30 by 32, but then I realized, no, they're, they're too long. I've had 32 length all my life for, since, I was a high, since I was in high school. And now I'm down to a 30. Here's, here's what it comes down to. You go from, I don't know, any given brand. You go from, uh, name a brand, Hager Slacks, whichever. Um, Johnny Carson, he doesn't make them anymore. But whichever, they, 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 they measure things differently. You know, they go to these third world countries where they, they come in with, okay, this is for Britain, this is metric, and this is for the other side of the pond, this is America. And they all get them for pennies on the dollar and, and good luck finding the slacks that fit you. But I finally did. And then I finally went and got myself a pair of sneakers. And just like I was back in school, I would have one pair of sneakers for at least a year. And that's not, 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 not because we were poor, because we really weren't. We weren't rich by any means. But I would literally last, a pair of sneakers would last at least a year. And I'd wear them every day. And I'd play in them all the time. I wasn't some geek that hung out in the library. It wasn't my style. And I still have that attitude. So for me to get a, even a new pair of shoes as I've gotten older and a pair of sneakers, you wouldn't believe what I've been wearing for the last year, at least 13 months. I mean, they really shouldn't be worn at all. But now these are going to be my, I, my deck sneakers that I walk in the water with and do a bunch of crap. But today I finally bought a pair of sneakers and a pair of shoes. What was the cost for all of this? Well, I'll tell you. A pair of sneakers, a pair of shoes, and a pair of slacks and nothing else. $170. And I, I think I'm off by 10 bucks. It might have even been higher than that. So there you have it. Cost of living has gone up. But I have myself a pair of pants that I can, you know, <laughs> go back and forth with every other day. And they're black. No one will know the difference that I wear them four times a week. Just kidding. I'll wear them just twice. And I have another pair that semi-fits and so forth. Look, when you work in radio, and, and, and I've, I've had a good living doing this, trust me. But as I've gotten older, I just got cheaper and cheaper and cheaper. I don't know what it is. It's, it's turned into a game. Sharon and I finally bought a refrigerator last week from Watertown Appliance. And uh, I, again, it's just, it's just one of those things. If it, if, it's, if it literally just stops working, I'll replace it. But this one was, was working and leaking at the same time. But I finally made the decision. I look at the news. I worry about stuff. I, I watch Fox and Friends. I go to a diner, diner every week. And everyone has the same thing. What's your biggest concern? It's inflation. What's your biggest concern? Oh, it's the border. What's your biggest concern, Glenn? 
It's China for crying out loud. China. What's the matter with you? No one cares about the border. When You think Mexicans are going to throw uh, bombs at us because we, we're trying to defend Taiwan? It's not going to happen. Ugh. And today I was watching Fox and Friends, and the guy, what's his name, uh, Pete Dorsey? Is it Steve? No, Steve Dorsey, the dad. He was playing pickleball down there in Fort Worth, Texas. I said, why do you have to go all the way to Fort Worth, Texas to play pickleball with the, with the daughter and, and, and I guess the, the daughter's of the owner of the uh, uh, Kansas City Chiefs. Did nothing added up here. They, they were playing, he was playing the daughters of the owners of the Kansas City Chiefs in Fort Worth, Texas. Pickleball. And it was the worst three minutes of Fox News I've ever seen in my entire life. They were arguing with each other. You got to stand over here. Meanwhile, Fox back at New York City, they actually throw in, threw in music in there to make it interesting. They didn't start off with music, but they, 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 they pumped it up. So sometimes, you know, I like Steve, don't get me wrong, and his son Pete there, that, you know, he's just, he asks such tough questions to St. Jean-Pierre <clears throat> on a daily basis there in the, in the press room down in Washington. So anyway, uh, that was my experience. If you have an experience of trying to find a pair of pants that fits you or a shirt that fits your neck, I haven't found a shirt that fits my neck. It's either, I, I, I look like a pup, like a, I don't know, I look like knucklehead in it with a with shirt too big around my neck, or I can't get even, I can't think about it getting that last button done. Just a weird dimension for me, folks. What can I tell you? Let's go to the phones. You're on the air. Curry, how you doing? It's the Duff Man. Hey, just want to clear a couple of things up. Oh, oh you didn't run it. You didn't, you're still worried about that, that other Duff Man that impersonated oh, you yesterday? Worried, but no, no, I'm not worried about that at all. Oh, okay. The one thing is, is I've never been fired from a job in my life. Okay. Ever. Number one. Number two is I didn't start a union. It was a guy in Syracuse. I was in management. I was a sales manager. I was in charge of the drivers. We had a driver down there that used to work for Table Talk Pies. And when we took away his overnight, which he had a girlfriend on, and he was married, if you know what I mean. Okay. So when we took his overnight, well, he's the one that started it. And what happened was the, the company got nervous, so then they offered the guy... If he would back out of the union thing, they would give him a manager's job. And when he did that, they fired the other manager, the manager in the Syracuse area. I got ticked off, and so did the other employees, and we all quit. Okay, gotcha. All right, so this is just clear then up the— a few yeah. months later, uh, this kind of stuff came out from from uh, one of the other guys in, uh, that worked for the company. Right. And so I went to work for the competition, Tony's Pizza, which sold the same type product. Okay. And I, I chased them right out of business. Oh, okay. I took, I took all their customers away. So. All right. Well, I, so, again, I don't I don't know who that person was. I I, I don't think anyone. Well, yeah, I remember the guy that took over after. He's an all right guy and stuff like that. But like I said, uh, you know, I was I had nothing to do. But I don't want somebody going out there and t- saying that. No, I, I understand. One thing I wouldn't have anyway. Right. No, I know you're anti-union. I'm not a union guy. No, no, you're a Republican, <laughs> no, of course. Sorry. But. Uh, What's that? You're a Republican. Of course you're anti-union. Well, I'm not anti-union. I'm, I'm anti-public unions. Oh. I, you know, if somebody wants to start it. But it depends. And it, it was a good company at that time. There was no reason for it. The, the guy that started it was kind of a... All right. So uh, was this guy just pulling your, everyone's leg? Did he just throw that out there just because he wanted well, to no, piss you off? he might have been confused about it. He might have been, that might have been what they told him. Oh, okay. Side, but I can tell you... And, and the, the other guys that work for me still live around here. They would tell you the same thing. Huh. And, in fact, the one guy that quit, the, one of the drivers, 
when I went to Tony's, I built a whole new roof for him, and he went to work for them and, and stayed with them for a few years. So when, when I got in the insurance business, I didn't, you know, I just got tired of working all the long hours on the road. Right. So well, what are we talking? Like forty years ago? Oh God, this is back in uh, or nineteen. Yeah, yeah, stuff happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're right. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Well, good. But I just want to know now, if if I got fired from a job, I'd say I'd never been fired in my life. I worked for a lot. Of, different companies, and I was in management with every one of them. There you go. All right, well, I'm glad uh, you cleared that up, and uh, I don't think anyone, now that everyone knows about yesterday's conversation, no one really gave it yeah, any no, credit. Well, I don't, I'm not worried about that. Anyway, the other thing was the pickleball thing. Yeah. You know, I, I couldn't believe how big it was in, in Naples here, and I'm sure it was just as big over there, but yeah, Ducey, he's never been my favorite. You know, I think they could, they could do better without him. Hmm. Wow. Wow, that's fighting words right there. I think he's I'm pretty good. About the father, yeah, I know, I know. That was the guy. Yeah, he's yeah. good, but yeah, I just—he's the weak link. Huh. Fox and Friends, I think. Interesting. Huh. It's better when he's not on. If you got Pete Headsack or somebody filling in for him, right? You know, it just moves. It just moves smoother. He's uh, hmm. he stutters now, and he's yeah. I don't know. He just maybe he's old I in the tooth. No, oh, oh, yeah, he's just kind of past his prime. I right, guess, right. Yeah, get rid of him. Put him on a kind put him retired. on a slab with Diane Feinstein. Let them let them hang out together in you know Antarctica somewhere. Oh my God. Yeah. There's a, there's another one. You know, uh, if it wasn't for her, they would have caught that killer. Uh, remember the Zodiac killer? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, they did eventually, I think, didn't they? Yeah, but she she blew the case because she sat there and put out information about him. Uh, that they didn't want out hmm. and almost ruined it where they almost didn't catch it. Well, uh, ultimately... You remember, a lot of people don't remember that. I don't remember that. But ultimately, she's, she's going to be... San Francisco. She is the last... I mean, when she had her mind a couple of years ago, she still had, a, I guess, a fundamental mind like an old-fashioned, almost like a Robert F. Kennedy you know, type of uh, democratic way of looking at things. Uh, but then she got senile because she's pushing 90 years old. And uh, now they want her out altogether. They want, they want to replace her with that woman who says... Uh, in nine years, we're all going. The world's going to be on fire, and we're all going to die. She's going to be the next senator of California. So there you have it. Well, I can't wait to see. Her. I don't know her name, but she's fugly as hell, and she's on TV quite often. In fact, the other day she was on uh, The View. So there you have it. And if she doesn't get it, Adam Schiff gets it. So not, no matter where you go with all this, uh, you know what? I'll be real quick, and then I got to go. I got other callers, but. The one thing I thought of, someone asked the question today on the Hotline Show about what about the Kamala Harris variable as far as her candidacy as a VP next year. And Jeff, of course, said it very well. He says there's no way he can lose her. He could drop her because then he'll lose his base because that will look as sexist and discriminatory against blacks, even though despite the fact our vice president isn't black. But not that neither he nor there. But the only way she can go away and you can replace her with someone else is if you get rid of Clarence Thomas on all you know you force him out because if you've noticed lately they've they've stirred up a lot of controversy about him and his wife in January 6 and donations blah 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 if he retires which he probably won't but he might be forced to that would be the opportunity in the next 18 months if not sooner to put Kamala Harris on 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 the uh, as a candidate for the Supreme Court and then replace her with Stacey Abrams. What say you about that, uh, Duffman? There's no way that Clarence Thomas is going to resign. There's no way. There's no. He doesn't have to. And uh, the, the 
uh, Republicans are a little smarter than that now. You know, years ago they might have kowtowed to that kind of stuff and got forced. Well, they might force them out because of these latest allegations. You can't. You can't force a Supreme Court justice out. No, you, you can retire. You, you could based on the controversy. It, it could get too hot in the kitchen. They, they might find no, something else, and you know they no, will. No. All right. No, well, just a no theory then. A, there's no way you can get them out. You have. All right. Well, here's the thing. If if it's not Clarence Thomas, then someone else is gonna, you know, uh, get struck by a bolt of lightning, or hang themselves in their jail cell, or uh, like a Jeffrey Epstein thing. But they've got to come down to the Kamala Harris equation, and they've got to do it quick. So that was the first thing I thought of. But eventually, they, they if if they could do anything with Kamala Harris, it's put her in a better place. And a better place for her would be as a Supreme Court justice, and that would open up a void uh, for, for, for the Democratic Party, or no, a possibility. Just a thought, though. So well, I figured she can't even handle the vice presidency, and you want to put her in as a uh, uh, Yes, uh, because she wouldn't be one heartbeat away from... She wouldn't be one heartbeat away from the free world. She could be on the Supreme Court, one of eight, one of nine, excuse me. But as the president of the United States, she's very dangerous. You know that. So that's why I say that's a better option. All right, thanks for clearing that up, Duff, man. I'm sure everyone understands. All right, All right I'll talk to you. Bye. All right, uh, you're on the air. Uh, hey, here you go. It's the echo. Oh, my God. It's the Duff man again. All right, listen, I don't want to get into what happened 40 years ago. I really don't. I don't want to get into this. <laughs> No, I, I just want to make an apology to uh, an apology, to, uh, Steve. Yeah, uh, and no, and because it, that's that's what I was told. Ah. and I mean, kudos to him because he did. He went right out there and <laughs> banged the place right up, and uh, you know, took took charge and uh, did a great job with uh, Tony's. And and he's seen me around. He he he'd know me, the chip guy. Okay, well, now, oh, you're a chips ahoy or or potato chip guy. Data chip. Okay, gotcha. From uh, Water Street there. Oh, I understand. But yeah, you know what? Yeah. It's funny. You even said kudos. Your your cadence, like the lefty said yesterday, the things you say, your tone. It's just remarkable that you're talking about a guy that you literally sound exactly like. Is that ironic or what? Kind of, kind of, sort of. But we, we we're kind of from <laughs> the same uh, cloth. Are you the same uh, age? Are you when were you born? In the fifties? Steve's got me by a couple of years. I think I'm I'm sixty five. I'll be turning six. All right, so you're in the yeah yeah you're in the same boat. Yourself. Yeah. So I, I I think he's got me by a year or two. Right. But uh, and and I've always followed him after that. He, he's he's a great guy. I love hearing him uh, his opinion on the uh, hotline in your show. And, right. Uh, right. So uh, that's, that's about it. I appreciate I you calling. Other to say today. No, thank you, my friend. I appreciate you calling in, though. That's an honorable thing to do. All right. All right happy I'll talk. Friday. Yes, you too. Happy Friday. Hi, you're on the air. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, it's Danny Francis. A little correction of the record here. Yeah, go right ahead. There's four ways that a Supreme Court justice can be removed from the bench. Oh, good. Here we go. What, what, uh, okay, go ahead. They could die. Yeah, true. They could retire. Two, yeah. They could resign. Oh, uh, well, is that the same thing as retiring? No. Oh. Resigning means you quit before you're eligible to retire. Oh, okay. Okay. And the fourth one? Yeah. You, you and the last caller skipped over. They can be impeached. Oh, they can be. Okay. In American history, we've had one Supreme Court justice impeached, I think, back in 1800-something. I don't remember the exact date. I'll have to look it up. That's right. Anybody can do a Google search. I think there was one. I don't remember his name right now. Maybe after the Civil War, Revolutionary War. I'm not sure exactly when. Hmm. But there's that's just the four differences. Okay, so all right, so based on that, so there's four ways. Um, you know, you could do the whole Pelican brief, and you can kill a, a Supreme Court justice in a gay uh, uh, movie theater. 
Uh, that was in the movie, by the way. Or you can wait for someone like Scalia to die in his sleep in Texas. Or is let me ask you, is Clarence Thomas, he's at that retirement age. He has to be, so he can retire. But here's the fourth thing that you just brought up. Do they have enough evidence about the stuff they're making? You know, First of all, his wife got involved with com- communications during January 6th. None of this stuff, I think, is illegal, by the way. But, of course, the MSN and, and the Democratic Party will find whatever it takes in order to get him out of there. So my question is this, Danny. Based on the data, is there a, a, enough for the, the current administration uh, to go after Clarence Thomas and force him to resign? Well, you, I don't think you can force him to resign. It'd be up to him. Uh, the re- well, you know what I'm saying, to put him over the edge, yeah. The impeachment of removing him. Mm-hmm. But an impeachment's difficult, as everybody knows. We've, we've had, uh, what, for three presidents uh, impeached, and, and none's been removed, uh, even though Nixon resigned. Resigned, yeah. Of, uh, <clears throat> and he would he probably, and again, when you're looking back at the he differences. He first to, to been impeached, there's no doubt, and removed. So, Impeachment's two steps. You impeach him, then you remove him. All right, so let me ask you, in my scenario, and you don't, you're not going to comment on this, but, you know, you guys have a hard, you have, you're going to win in 2024, but the big issue you have is, you know, Joe Biden, our president, is 80 years old. He's going to be 84 if he gets it through his lame duck term. And, and maybe if they pacify him and, you know, give him a couple of ice creams every day, just like they're doing right now, that could work. But he might die. They really can't afford to put, as much as they're in control with Donna Rice and the Obamas and so forth, they really can't rely on someone like Kamala Harris. Do, do you see that as a big, big problem? And is it an option to at least put her somewhere else, like in the Supreme Court? Or am I way offline, in your opinion, Danny? I don't know. You, you may not necessarily be way offline, but I think you're offline a little bit. Uh, I don't think when, when you pick somebody to be your vice president running mate, you don't say I, I'm picking you because I might die and I want to make sure you can. Of course not. I don't think that's a. I don't think that's an element. Well, you got to start thinking that when you're when well, you're 80 I, I just, years old. I, I guess you do, but you know, as far as I can tell, and from what I've read on, on Mr. Biden, Joe, uh, President Biden, according to his doctors, and I take him at their words, just like I took doctors at other other people's words about other presidents, that he, he's pretty healthy. Yeah. You know, and he makes glitches and gaffes and what have you, but, you know, we can make comparison of every president who've made, quote, gaffes. Right. You know, just United States of America, you know. Yeah, I know. But, but Danny, you know, you're... You, oranges, but let me, let me just ask you. Orange. You are... Anyway, that, that's a different topic. Okay, but you are a retired man. Is that correct? Yeah, I retired 2016 after 30 years in the Marine Corps and 14 years in DOD. And you deserve, at that age, to retire. Do you think you can go back and have the same vigor the same knowledge, the same ability you did years before you retired, if you were still there now? Me personally? Yeah. Yes. Okay. All right. I, I, I think there's a lot of people in this audience who would disagree with me, but they don't know me that well. All right. Fine. So my but, mind is sharp. I've I still got a lot of knowledge. I always do a lot of research. I do a lot of reading. No, I get it. But you, you know where I'm going with this, Danny, because yeah, the presidency of the United I, States... I, I, would not, I would not seek office right now because I think it'd be detrimental yeah. of people that say, oh, they're too old. You're right. too old. Well, you know... I exercise three days a week. I don't smoke. I quit smoking 35 years ago. I drink a little wine with a meal, depending on what it is. I, 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 you know, I, I'm pretty pretty healthy. All right. Well, I good. Very little health issues. But you. But on the other hand, yeah. you've got to look at the political aspect of people's feelings about you. Uh, so uh, yeah, I'd, lo- I'd love politics. Yeah, that you got you got to worry about you know who's the next in, in who's yeah, the next in line. See, with her, and also by the way, she she's half black. Yeah. And Indian because her father was uh, Caribbean. Oh God, where was he born? I forgot. Right Jamaica. Now. I think he's from Jamaica. I think she's part Jamaican. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, you're, you're yeah, yeah. Somewhere right. out in the ocean. Anyway, but that—that's beside the point. Right. Uh, 
but I think she's she's got some good background. You know, she was attorney general. All right, uh, all right, Danny, Danny, we got to stop there. And I'm sorry for being rude, but she is uh, by far the least qualified candidate to be in line for the presidency of the United States in your lifetime, in anyone's lifetime. So so. please don't say talk about her credentials. I think that first of all, it's going to be between him and her. I, it doesn't matter. I'm just asking you: Is it wise for the Democratic Party? It, should they start thinking about where the, the you know the Kamala Harris question? Where do we put her? No, I, I don't think so. I, I think uh, uh, let let her and the president speak for themselves on this issue. Right. I think right now it's just a little bit of more uh, media and political hype out there more than anything else right. because you always need a whipping boy. In this case, it's going to be a whipping girl. Right. Well. I, I don't look at it that way. I look at it as a well, as a person. Biden's another thing. You know, you're bringing him up. He he's not a public official. If he's got some crimes out there, then he's going to be held responsible. But that should not have any bearing uh, on the president. Yeah. I listen, Danny. Only because I got to go and I got to do a break. But I I, okay. I appreciate your honesty and I, and I and I got to move on. But yeah, thank I, you, Danny. I just think we just need to wait and see. All right. Sounds sounds good. That's Danny Francis. Hi, you're on the air. Hey, it's Crazy Ray. Crazy Ray. I, we went from the lowest. Levels, for some reason, from Danny's phone to the highest. It's, of course, it's Crazy Ray. What's going on, Crazy Ray? <laughs> Thank you. Well, I was just wondering, do you have a backpack? Do I? No, I don't have a, ba- I don't have a backpack. I haven't used one in God Me knows. neither. I, I'm wondering, though, if you look around. Yeah. I mean, a lot of business people nowadays, they have backpacks. They don't have super, they don't, like, briefcases anymore. They have backpacks. You mean people who are business people instead of carrying a briefcase? Oh, everybody. Hmm. I mean, I think it's like I would talk with my son. I was kind of picking on him, but I said, you know what? It's just a matter of time before you have a backpack. Hmm. And not we're not and confusing he, this with a fanny he pack. Said, I got one for with my kids' diapers in it, but. <laughs> well, okay, that makes sense. Okay, so, uh, but well, it, you, I mean, I think we could make a horror movie out of it, like a spoof horror movie, like where you wake up and you all of a sudden have a backpack. Right, right. Well, it reminds me of the. You jo- don't know why. It reminds me of the joke of the smartest guy in the world and uh, and two two other people, and the, and the the hippie uh, is he's, you know they have they have to jump out of a plane. And then they realize they don't have enough parachutes, and so the smartest guy in the world says, "Well, I'm the smartest guy. I'm going to take this. Uh, I'm going to take this parachute." So he jumps out, and the hippie, hippie says, "Well, I'll be the odd man out because I'm the hippie here." And then they realize uh, the hippie gets his own parachute. He says, "Well, how did that happen?" He said, "Well, the smartest guy grabbed my backpack." Sorry. Sorry, that's the joke of the that's day. A good one. That's yeah, a, really, that's yeah. not bad. It's pretty good. Pretty good. And my wife says she wants to go somewhere she's never been. I said, "Try the kitchen." Sorry, and that's totally untrue. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't picture you saying that to your wife. No, no. Well, I have, actually. <laughs> so please. And, and, not, and then waking up with teeth and things <laughs> like that. <laughs> right, right. It's a good old joke, though. I got to remind. All right, crazy yeah. way. I got to go. I got to do a break. I'm way behind. We're in the second half, but I appreciate you calling. And I hope you have a good weekend. You too. All right, that's uh, crazy. We've got to do the break. We'll do that right now. We'll be back right after this. Roof looking older than you think. The people who call you back. Also, remember, L.A. Quarry and Lafargeville sponsors this show and the Hotline Show, owned and uh, locally owned by the Thompson family. They, they provide stone and sand topsoil delivery or pickup right up there in Lafargeville, New York. Uh, easy on, easy off, off 81. Call them, 315-658-2004. Or see them on Facebook. They do deliver. You can see them from space, too. Big, big place up there. All right, so someone's on the phone, but let me just uh, go cover the bases here, a news junkie. Uh, because the Clipper, here's two big, big entities in Clayton for sale. The Clipper Inn is for sale, listed for sale at $1.7 million. 
And right down the block in the village is O'Brien's. That's Buffy's place. It doesn't have a price, but that's for sale. And then right here in Factory Street, you know the head shop there? They got into a little bit of trouble. What can you say? Uh, 32, uh, 327-333 Factory Street, that's for sale. And 812 State Street's for sale. The whole whole place is for sale. That's where uh, uh, One Solution is, where Shannon Exford's uh, law, uh, check that, uh, tax office is, right next to the liquor store. There used to be a gas station, but it still looks like a gas station. All right, let's go over the phones. Hi, you're on the air. Yeah, Glenn. You know, it doesn't matter how bad the Democrats are. Uh, Biden and um, Kamala are the worst embarrassment that this country has ever seen as being a president or vice president. And it doesn't matter to your Democratic caller. He will not say anything. Now, Kamala, she's useless. I mean, completely useless. She is. And he he will not agree with you. And he never will agree with you. He's always coming up with these little excuses and, and all this. I don't understand how he can sit there and watch these two mm-hmm. disrupt and destroy this country right. without agreeing. Mm-hmm. But that's the party. Mm-hmm. That's like when they had the Title IX right. vote the right. other day. Right. Did you, you know, to stop men from mm-hmm. in, in women's sports? Right, right. Not one mm-hmm. Democratic woman right. voted for it. And, and do, you know why, do you know why? Because they would be ostracized from their own party. That's, you're exactly right. And they Brian. know they know now, where their but, bread is buttered. Yeah. She they went against right. women's sports right. and women being men, women mm-hmm. and men being men. Let me let me just and, a, let me just ask you a couple of questions. I mean, you know, when you're talking to people that are in between and they just absolutely hate Trump, do you think it's time to challenge people? To say, look, you know, you got to start looking at the side of, the, and then someone like like Danny will say, well, I don't agree with everything that my party says, but you got to challenge people because the party, the Democratic Party, just like you said, are resilient. They're a hundred percent for ti- against rather title, whatever which way you look at it, they are for trans community to interfere with women's sports, and they are a hundred percent on everything. They're also talking about eight year olds deciding on whether or not they want to be a boy or a girl, but that same eight year old can't get a tattoo. Uh, it, it, it's just the insanity. It, to me, it's like you should we st- should start challenging people and and remind them that they are on the side of this this and this and the three I just mentioned. And what do you think the reaction would be when, when you bring that up to people on on the left? They're not going to like it. They're yeah. not going to like it a bit. Isn't it at least embarrassing and, um, though? I mean, to say like I mean, here's here's why. And I talked to my wife about this for for three decades now. The Democrats have done so much to save the sanctity or the safety, I should say, of children. Uh, as uh, you know, and it started years ago when they put uh, missing children in the back of milk boxes. And then it evolved into an area where we started using technology, where you know uh, sex abusers were put on the internet, so we would know where they lived. Years ago, you, you didn't know that. Now you'll know where a, a second degree, third degree, whatever, it, where they are. And there's so much attention to like bad people that do bad things. So they did great things in the last 30 years, but now that same party, who also brought up the Me, Me Too generation five, six years ago. Uh, you know, about the, the safety of young women in Hollywood, so forth and so on. These are the same people that say an eight-year-old can change their sex? Does that make any and sense? Got, and you got to understand, 
the whole situation all goes to voting blocks. That's what they're working on. They probably, they all know as parents, fathers, and mothers that it isn't right what right. they're saying. They know that. But yeah. they're looking for voting blocks mm-hmm. to keep President Trump from right. becoming president right. again. Right. And did you notice, mm-hmm. you know, all the years that Trump was on the on the air. Mm-hmm. Your Democratic caller not once ever said President Trump. No, it was always. Well, Trump. I don't know, but I'll take your word for it. Yeah, I never heard him say it. Yeah, yeah. And I, in fact, I, uh, I uh, got after him about that because did you notice he he slipped when he was first started talking with you? Mm-hmm. He said Biden. Then he goes, I mean, President Biden. Right, right, right. Out of respect for the right. president, they well, honor. All right, that's enough of that. Yeah. Um, what do you think about right. uh, <laughs> PJ's, uh, how he's going to open up the golf course? Yeah, I just found out this afternoon he's going to open up the nine holes. Uh, it makes sense. I mean, the, the clubhouse has been closed for I don't know how many years now. Um, it's not a surprise that he's opening it, and he's, he's, he's a man of his word. He's not going to open up the back nine. And he's got to make no, money on the place. see how he's going to open it. Oh, I don't know. Explain that to me, please. Okay. He, uh, he's going to open it up to walkers only, hmm. no carts. Hmm. He's going to have a honor box, by the probably by the first tee, mm-hmm. to put your money in. And he said he might have a credit card machine put in hmm. by the first tee. Wow. It's like buying corn on the side of a road. Yeah. And he says there's... Um, a second part, he will not be running the restaurant. He's going to lease it out to uh, uh, somebody else, and he hopes to have that going by the fall, the hmm. restaurant open. Why can't they get spokes? They could do both. Uh, I, they're going to have their hands full up here. Did you? Uh, I don't know if you heard me talk to the mayor today. I was up there, talked to some of the guys. Um, they're working their butts off right now to get this course ready building tea boxes, greens, hmm. all that. Let me tell you something. The clubhouse doesn't look bad from the outside. No, it looks it okay. It looks pretty decent. Yeah, it does. And he said that Spokes is going in there. Mm-hmm. They're putting all new furniture in. Nice. They're putting all new floors down. Hmm. And they want to set it up so anybody can go to dinner up there like we used to when I was growing up. Oh, and you don't have to golf. There. Right. You, you don't have to golf. You can just, for dinner. Right. Just for dinner. So, Mark. you know, and they hope to be open by May 1st. Okay. But well, geez, that's ambitious. Still a lot of work. Yeah. But, uh, and they the bids for the wiring is uh, supposed to be in by Monday or Tuesday. Okay. Hmm. So, whoever, you know, whatever contractor is going to do that. Hmm. So, that's coming up. Hmm. That's why I, I said I'd like to hear from the mayor, let us know about how much more money Mm. has got to be put into this golf course just to make it running, how it keeps building and building. Because I'll tell you, Glenn, for $3.4 million, Mm -hmm. that course should have been ready to roll, Mm -hmm. carts ready to roll. Right, no doubt. Clubhouse all done, right. every every problem fixed, mm-hmm. all the greens fixed, all the tee boxes fixed, and ready to roll. Right. These other golf courses that are going up for sale mm-hmm. for two million, right. two point one million, right. everything is ready to roll. Mm. You don't have to do anything. Mm. Now, why didn't those three demand mm-hmm. for that kind of money mm-hmm. that this course will be a hundred percent? 
ready to roll. I, I, all I can say we're, is, yeah, we're stuck again. Right. How much more money? It started out at three point four million. It's going to be four million before it's done. Oh boy! Before everything is taken care of, hmm. and then the employees paying them mm-hmm. and everything else. Right. I don't know. It's a. I I want a, I want this to work. I know you do. I really do. Right. But we need to. People, the taxpayers, really need to know what this is going to cost and what those three did. Right. Right. You want to drop it? Mayor don't want to talk about it. I'm going to keep it up. No, I, I, I people I, I, need I, I to know what those three did to the city. Right. By by uh, uh, buying that for 3.4 million and putting this city in a in a position that it's been put into. Mm-hmm. And if we do lose 300 thousand for the first two years, mm-hmm. that puts us even deeper. Yeah. And that's not including the cost. A building the building for the uh, for the carts, mm-hmm. and how about we got to build a pro shop? Right. That there's nothing there for that. Jeez, boy, there's so much work to be done. <laughs> they didn't have a pro shop. Have over four million bucks in it before we're all done. Yeah, we've been taken for a ride. Yeah. Thanks, Glad. All right, thank you. Well, I maybe I was going to suggest that maybe they got the advice to buy it at that price at three point four million from Kamala Harris. Maybe she was the one who said it was a good idea. Look, we 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 can look at that deal again and again and again. And it just doesn't add up. I'm sorry. And, and according to that guy, he's going to keep that going forever. Once China takes over in the next 24 months, it, that guy will still be talking about the golf course. You'll have to say it in Chinese, of course. You're on the air. Hi, Glenn. What's happening? Uh, I was just wondering, can you tell me who the people are that are saying that about the kids? About what the kids? About the eight-year-olds there. Getting transgender. Um, well, Make just some names. Yeah, I'll just no. Go to the University of Massachusetts Hospital. I don't have names, sir. I have institutions that uh, that are doing this. It's called prepubescence uh, um, consulting with young children as young as eight years old at that particular hospital, well, well, which I, is funded I'm by sure the sa- uh, state of Massachusetts. I, mean, I, uh, I would hope so. I would hope so. Well, I would think. Well, you're making it sound on the radio like they're, they're, people are talking. No, no. Things. It's funny that you should say that because, and I don't have names, there's also reports of uh, of schools and teachers actually persuading kids to go into that whole trans world without consulting their single moms, which ultimately they're coming from anyway, so they take advantage of that. So, yeah, I, hopefully I've answered your questions. Well, I'm sure there's a few instances. No, no, there's a lot of instances. And, sir, there shouldn't be any instances. And the reason why I bring this up well, this is because the Democratic Party, which you're a prom- prominent uh, member of, just condones this. So I, let me just challenge you. I brought up something earlier. Now that I have a real genuine liberal on the air, I can talk to you. So let me ask you. Remember, you know, when we put pictures of young kids on the back of... of, of Yeah, exactly. And it was important. We did that in the 70s because that was the first, I guess, public cry for, like, the abuse of children. Because once a child is missing, then you know there was abuse there, right? So that was the beginning. That would happen in the 70s. I was just a kid at the time. And then it evolved to the point where we had technology in our hands. We see shows like To Catch a Predator. Uh, We use the Internet to find these people that are sharing 
airing pornography and whatnot. Then the yeah. Me Too generation came out like six, seven years ago. Alyssa, uh, uh, whatever her name is, the actress, and uh, it was instrumental in getting and purging all these uh, ca- casting couch uh, people like uh, uh, Weinstein and so many other people. Uh, we have prominent actors like Dustin Hoffman are no longer working anymore because they couldn't stop pinching girls' butts on the sets of movies or plays, whichever. And and the Democratic Party, for the most part, including the New York Times, who exposed their own guy Weinstein, uh, which is amazing because he's a member of their same tribe. But they exposed all these people, and they did good things. The Me Too generation and everything did such such good for young young children, young actresses, inspiring uh, models. And now everyone's talking about it. You got Brooke Shields talking about the uh, being exposed back in the day as, as a vulnerable child. So that's good. But yet your party's also the same one that says it's okay for an eight year old to change their gender. How did that happen? I, I don't think the whole party says that. You might have some people. But do you can you, can I, I explain? Can party. I just say that you know? Let's face it. The right wing of, of, of the Republican Party, for the most part, speaks on behalf of the other Republicans, just like the AOC class and the Bernies speak for the, the Democratic Party. So unfortunately, when you say you don't see it that way, your party does. Do you see that? Uh, I don't think so. Okay, well, I, you're wrong. I, I, you're absolutely I wrong. because most of the sane people in the Democratic Party. So every no time you wing, vote, no, okay, no, that's no fine. The nuts that are there. Right, but when every time you vote a Democrat, which you will next November, you have to remember that you're on the side of the people that are saying it's okay for an eight-year-old to change their, their gender. Well, it is if it's a doctor approved and it's through their parents. I'm sure the parents are involved in it. Okay, so, so yeah. that's that's I, I, uh, you're going on whatever information you're getting, and I don't know how good that is. You know? Well, well, but you know what? You just provided a very truthful, honest answer that you're okay with it. Well, <laughs> I'm okay as long as I mean. As long as the kid is with his parents and it's being doctor prescribed, do you I, know? Do you I, know? I'm, and I'm also not saying because there's some parents that are really whack whack jobs. Yeah, too, and most of them are on the left. They have the kid there. I'm I'm expecting the professionals to decide whether it should be done or not. You gotta you gotta put that on the medical. Do you think an eight year old can decide? I mean, do you know how many people regret getting yeah, a but tattoo? Ain't gonna make the decision by himself. There's gonna be the parent hopefully smart enough to do it, and the medical people. I mean, if you have no faith in our medical profession, you might better leave our country, I guess, or not get treated here. Do you realize that how difficult it is to actually change one's sex at, at, at a young age? You know how difficult it is oh, and I'm what sure the body goes through? And it's probably even tougher later on in life. Yeah, when they commit suicide by the age of 22. <laughs> well, there you go. That can happen. <laughs> All right. That can happen be, maybe because they don't change, too. People don't accept them. They call them whatever names. There's a lot of people. So that you're are just saying that homophobic. You, well, they don't like they don't like lesbians. They don't like gay people, right? There's a lot of people in the world like that. Needless to say, a lot of them are on your side of the spectrum. So you're okay with it? I'm not okay with it. I'm well, it okay sounds like you it are. If it's approved appropriately, because there's, there's a lot of people. There's, there's a lot of people. In, there, Glenn, there's steps in every medical profession for an eight-year-old. If it's deemed necessary, you don't know what is psychological. I'm sure he's got a psychologist there, too. You're trying to deal with it. Maybe the kid's having a real tough... I don't think they just take any 8-year-old and just because he's got a whim to be gay is going to do it. That don't cut it. No, it has nothing to do with being gay. It's, it's, it's whether or not they want well, to change whatever. their sex. However they feel on their sex, whether they feel like a girl or a boy, right? Hmm. What, what do you do with people that are also uh, 
born with both organs. Well, that's a male that's a rare uh, disorder. Well, then somebody's got to make a decision. Yeah, but we're not talking about male, them. Am I going to be female? And then maybe later on, whoever made the decision, they made the wrong decision. Well, they, they that got happens too, you know. <laughs> yeah, but that's so rare. We're talking about more of a widespread well, so m- movement towards rare. young kids changing their sex before they they go into rare. puberty. I don't think that many young kids. I know I know some people older that have done it. There was a person that worked so uh, you're you're absolutely right. That worked at the air brake right, right next to me that went yeah. through that process, went from being a guy to a girl. And and how is that person today? Just curious. Great. Okay. Last I knew of her, she was having a great time. She loves it. All right. And by the way, for the record, of uh, uh, anyone eighteen or for that matter, seventeen and above. Uh, th- th- I'm fine with that, but I just don't understand why you and so many other people feel like, even with a parental consent, that it's it's doable. It uh, might be necessary. Acceptable, I I'm not say. making a decision. I'm I don't know how that's acceptable. Decision, right? All I'm saying is somebody's finding a reason to do it. Now, yeah. whether it's a good reason, then that may be something for the, the medical board to review if they're making wrong decisions somewhere. They should all be under review, whether it's that type of operation or any type of operation. All right, fair enough, fair enough. This is the new world, that's, and I, I that's have what to. I'm trying to get at. Yeah, I mean, oh, no, not really, but I understand I where you're coming from. You're kind of wacky thinking what you're thinking. Yeah, I'm really wacky wondering whether or not an eight year old should make a decision on whether or not they want to change your gender. They don't make the decision. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right. I got to go. Enough is enough. You're on the air. They don't make the decision. Hey, Glenn, what's up? What's happening? I'm just, uh, the homeless are going to be on the loose here in nine days. What? What happened? What's going on here? Well, that warming shelter at the state or at the Salvation Army is shutting down in nine days. Oh, okay. And how many people are like using that place for shelter? Yeah. Um, a dozen maybe. What? What did you, um, did you just say a thousand? No, I said a dozen. Oh, dozen. Sorry. You're crazy. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) <laughs> a thousand people. Cheap. Yeah, so I don't know. All right, so Maybe nine days. Well, you know what? It's not so bad. It's got to be warm out. It's not going to be November like the last time. Yeah, that's why. They're like, all right, you're on your own. Yeah. Well, remember, what was it, two years ago? They were camping outside the Blue House there on the river in tents during August? Oh, my goodness. Yeah. That's yeah, what's going to happen. They love that. People yeah. were dropping off. They were barbecuing. Right. Well, PJ will have to open up the shelter again. It was like a little Woodstock down there. Right. It was. It was kind of cool. Everyone getting laid, smoking <laughs> weed. Was, yeah. I love the way Stop Jeff Graham going. says, you got any weed? It's <laughs> <laughs> hysterical. They're, they're out. They're going to sell. Right. We're going to see it. Yeah. Well, thanks for the heads up, my friend. Thank you. You got it. I'll talk to you. Well, we got, some, we got homeless issues apparently coming up. You're on the air. Glenn, I was really surprised to hear you say that the Clipper Inn and Clayton is yeah. up for sale. Yeah, and the, yeah I know. Brian's. The tavern and restaurant in uh, Clayton is up for sale. You know, those two establishments are long, long-term establishments. They're almost like anchor businesses. They really are. Clayton. They are. And, uh, yeah, for them both to be up for sale at the same time, I think it's very significant. The, the Simpson family has had that clipper in for a long time. Mm-hmm. And Buffy, uh, she's had that business for a long time. Very long. The previous owner, whose name I can't recall right now, yeah. Had it for a long time. It, it, Maybe it was O'Brien. <laughs> two, two real big parts of, of Clayton up for yeah. sale. I sure hope that that they continue, uh, that the that the owners uh, will continue with the in the same fashion for each for each business. Yeah, I do too. Well, maybe it might be the it, maybe the uh, the Olive Garden will buy both of them. <laughs> 
Sorry. I, I'm just in a goofy good, mood today. Good weekend out there in Point uh, that, Peninsula. That, yes, thank you very much. Uh, actually, tomorrow I'm going to be in the uh, state office building. I'm opening up the show for the uh, Beatles versus Rolling Stones. Hi, you're in the air. Hey, Glenn. Yeah. Where the heck did this lefty come from that's been on here lately? Uh, you <laughs> know, they're out there. Race. They're out there. Uh, you got you to appreciate him. I, yeah, I gave him he, time. He, he just started here the last month or so. Yeah, pretty much. Last, well, he, no, he's been yeah. on before. He's been on before. He comes, he calls. Yeah, I've heard him quite a few times. Yeah, yeah. But he, well, here's a perfect example. He's going on about old parents' permission and stuff. Right. Uh, A kid can, teenage girl can go to school and tell her counselor or something, and they'll go take her and get an abortion, and they don't tell the parents. Right, right, right. And we know why. That that, that stuff happens. Right. And like with Danny, do you know how many many, uh, presidents were impeached? What's that? I, I missed you. Cut out. I said, do you know how many presidents were actually impeached? Oh, um, duh, three? Yeah. You know who they were? Yeah, Bill Clinton, uh, Johnson back in the 1800s, and, of course, uh, Donald Trump twice. Yep. Yep. But Very they, good. There wow. you go. Well, geez, I, I, I'm not a Rhodes Scholar like uh, Kamala Harris is, but uh, I do know my stuff. <laughs> and the Supreme Court judge, I think his last name that was impeached yeah. was Chase. Chafe? And that was in like 1803 or 1805, oh, wow. somewhere in early. What did he do wrong? Did he have a laptop? <laughs> What's that? Did he, did he get caught with a laptop with banging Russian prostitutes on him? Talking about no, the big no, guy? No. Well, well, interesting. Well, thanks for doing that research. But did you know that or did you do some research about this Supreme Court guy? I, did, I knew there was one. No, I knew there was one. I learned it back in school, actually, what? when they actually. Oh, good for you. Well, Stop I didn't. 1803, long time. I've always ago. been a big history person. So. That's two years before the uh, Lewis and Clark, for crying out loud, in the Louisiana Purchase. Yeah, but that I, was early, early 1800s. That's right. I got to go, though, but thank you, my friend. I appreciate it. appreciate right. everyone's Have call today. Day. Yes, you too. Uh, good, good show. The lefty's good. He brings up some good stuff. He's, he's out of his mind. He's off the rails, but makes for interesting radio. Uh, so tomorrow, uh, maybe if there's tickets still left, Beatles versus uh, Rolling Stones at the DPAO event at the state, state office building. I'll be the introductory guy. Hopefully I'll do well, but I'll see you there. Perhaps AM 1240 WE10 Watertown makes this legal. Up next, CBS News. This is CBS News on the Hour, presented by Indeed.com. I'm Peter King in Orlando. Anti-abortion protesters have been outside the Supreme Court with a ruling on the availability of a popular abortion pill.